You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to a new edition of Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. This is your host, Jeff Ellis. We are looking at a likely extra inning game tonight. It is currently 2-2 in the ninth inning. Uh, Adam Pletko continues to surprise. Um, at this point, maybe it shouldn't be that. I mean, there was a point in time where I was wholly on board and had Pletko as a top 10 prospect, and then he kind of had some regression, kind of hit a wall. But he is what he is, and that is an effective pitcher. He's not a good pitcher. He is not a bad pitcher. He is a solid back-end starter, which is a valuable commodity. The Indians have a lot of these guys, but there are so many teams who don't, and there are a lot of teams who, you know, you put what Adam Pletko has done this year, you put him with at his age on the open market, he might get close to $10 million a year. So, yeah, it's it's valuable what he does. Um it's a thin margin, and that does lead to problems at points, and he's not a guy who's going to really go deep in games, but he has pitched much better than I had uh, ever thought he would pitch over an extended period of time this year. He was not particularly good last year. He was one of the weaker starters in baseball, so uh, a lot of credit to him for working, pushing, and evolving. Um, you know, He was a day three pick, but he was an 11th round pick that the Indians gave a lot of money to. They saved money to sign. And that was viewed much later than he was expected to go. But he always kind of got evaluated based on that fact that he was not a top two day round pick. And, uh, you know, he's he's really, uh, you know, and I was really rough on him early in the season because he was so bad in AAA, which really makes you want to reevaluate pitchers and hitters numbers in AAA. Because when you look at a lot of these hitters who've gotten called up and struggled from AAA, whereas some of the pitchers have pitched much better here than they have uh, down in AAA. So it's you know it's a bad park for pitching, along with that f- new baseball down there, has uh, really made it hard to evaluate players. Uh, speaking of guys who are really bad in AAA, Nick Goody has been fantastic. Um, he just continues to pitch better and better. He's become one of the most reliable pitchers out of the pen. I don't know what to make of Goody. I really don't. Um, year to year, the inconsistencies. He doesn't really have the makings of what you consider a back-end guy, but there's definitely points in time where he has been good enough to be uh, an eighth-inning guy. Oliver Perez comes out, pitches really well. Uh, his vesting option should kick in. I believe he's 37 going on 38. Um shows when you are a lefty who can get out lefties you can pitch forever you know he was uh kind of disappointing as a starter he was a big prospect you never quite put it together but uh man what a what a job he has done reinvented as a basically a loogie adam simber came in and pitched well i talked about it on the show yesterday i talked about it on twitter it's like he was lucky in the first half he has been unlucky in the second half he is an average reliever and he'll be fine. Uh, Whitgren, so far, one inning, one hit. That's it. Uh, people are freaking out over the bullpen. <laughs> you know, I talked about, well, look in September for Carlos Carrasco and Cam Hill to join this team. And people are like, they need him now. It's like, calm down, people. Yes, 
the they had some throwaway performances in yesterday's game. Yes, Hunter Wood and Phil Maton aren't exactly, you know, they're fringe players. But it, it, you can't be freaking out over a bad game or two. If so, I don't know how you enjoy baseball on any level. Um, if there are a lot of people, I, mean, but I feel like these are the same people who wrote the team off for dead um, in May and now are writing them off for dead again already. They found a, a new reason to to say goodbye to the Indians and uh, how they've played their performance this year. When you get down to it, there's there's enough choices, names, there's people. They'll figure this out. I got a lot of questions. Why not Karen Chalk? Why isn't Karen Chalk the guy? Why isn't he going to... Well, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, he is not up for the Rule 5 at the end of the soft season, which means uh, to add him is just going to push for that crunch. And he hasn't been great since he came back from injury. Um, the biggest thing for him in terms of his production this year was his control had taken a massive step forward uh that hasn't been there right now he's back to being uh sean armstrong bryce stowell those type of guys the control just has not been the same since it was pre-injury uh his walks per nine i think is still over 10 in triple a i'll pull it up as we're speaking but you know if if you're going to add a guy who doesn't need to be added and you already know you're going to be under the crunch, and you have like four or five different relief arms anyways, that guy better be performing. Yeah, Karen Chalk, uh, yeah, extremely high strikeout rate, but right now his walk rate is nearly 11 per nine. And when he went on the disabled list, I believe it was around two. So, I mean, that's a huge jump for a guy who's only pitched in 11 innings he's barely pitched since he returned he's just not healthy he's not ready he's not all together james karen chalk it'd be a bit shocking for me if he got the promotion um again you know he was drafted in 2017 which means he doesn't need to be added until the end of next season that'll be his fourth complete season in the minors so next season it makes more sense to add him especially you know um I talked about Cam Hill and how he's missing bats at a, a rate he's never missed at before. And the Indians have liked him for years, but he had health issues. You look at Carrasco, who's already who's on the 60-man, so you're going to have to, you know, take someone off to move him on. And some of those other guys like Dowdy and Robinson who um, and Scott Moss, who, again, you're going to have to add them sooner than later or risk losing them. So, I mean, that's five arms. Um I would I would bet on seeing like at least four of those guys before we ever see Karen Chalk. He just he hasn't been healthy and he hasn't been the same guy since he came back from injury. That's just the you know people get really excited and they don't check how things are going. Don't realize that he's he's pitched twenty one innings this year. He's missed a lot of time. Uh, speaking of guys missing a lot of time. Uh, I heard Tristan McKenzie, still not ready, won't pitch this year, and he won't even pitch in the Arizona Fall League, someone was telling me recently. I mean, that's pretty serious. For a guy who misses the entire year, um, I thought for sure he'd be on the Arizona Fall League. Uh, he missed ha uh, a good two to three months last year. I mean, he's definitely going to be a 40-man ad, but boy, oh boy, I mean, he is just the guys who have passed him in the system. Like, if he had been even remotely healthy, he 
would have been in the majors by now. And Plesak started the year in Double A. I mean, he pitched some in Double A last year, but he was an up and down pitcher. Uh, Saval had some injury issues. Plutko had injury issues. I mean, they've they've run through so many guys, and uh, you know, McKenzie. It's the same concerns as a year ago. It's you know, the inconsistent velocity, the rail thin uh, body. He's just not. And when you miss that much time and you're already that thin and people already kind of want to label you injury prone because you are, you have a, a really non-traditional build, this doesn't help things. Um, it just doesn't. That's the, the truth of the matter. But, yeah, I mean, those are going to be the relievers that come uh, on the first. We'll see if there's... Uh, any movement before then, there's always the possibility, because again, they do have those fringe guys on the roster. Um, trying to see. You know, Ty Olson is, is making some rehab starts. Jeffrey Rodriguez is making rehab starts. Those are, you know, other guys to keep, uh, just pay attention to. Um, could be on the move sooner than later and could ha- cause them to move a film maiden back down um word came out also just speaking of pitching that the uh, cory kluber has a what were they calling it again um i think he's got uh he's basically strained his wasn't his oblique but he strained his side basically <laughs> let's just not be technical here you're gonna be out another two weeks so <laughs> that is on top of you know, the arm injury, which knocked him out for a while. So it's um, it, it's going to be hard to count on Kluber at this point. That's There's no real other way to put it. You're not going to see a lot of him. He's not going to get a lot of chances to really round into form. We got, what, maybe two months of baseball left before the playoffs. And the odds of him, you know, the Indians are looking more and more like a wild card team. Corey Kluber isn't your game one starter. Um, I just don't think there's enough there to, to put a lot of faith in him. Um, I mean, there's the great past history, but there's enough reason to have concerns. that I mean, but then at the same time, can you imagine if Kluber comes back, pitches pretty well, and he's your three in the playoffs? That's 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 nice to think about. Um, you know, we kind of know who the Indians' top two are, but we'll have to see. He'll get an opportunity. Um Carrasco, I don't think we I really got into his performance, but man's got leukemia and he's throwing in the high nineties out of the pen. I mean, he honestly could end up being the Indians closer when it's all said and done, or he could be um, a multi-inning, high-leverage reliever. I mean, he could be maybe the most valuable pitcher on the Indian staff come playoffs if they get him kind of into that role. If you can have a Carlos Carrasco coming out for two innings at a time, three innings at a time out of your pen, that's just going to be uh, so hard for teams to match up with. That's going to shorten games, which is what the playoffs are all about. So, um, I mean, he is the guy to watch. He is the guy more than maybe anyone else in the minors right now could have the biggest impact on the Cleveland Indians. It's Carlos Carrasco. So who is likely to get that call up in September? I mean... The usual suspects, all the guys kind of already on the 40-man, the Ty Olsons, the Jeffrey Rodriguez's. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Zim. Uh, 
at this point, I feel like he, I wouldn't count on seeing Zimmer, but uh, I still think uh, you know Cam Hill is a name to keep in mind. Daniel Johnson uh, continues to play well. I just don't know if they'll have him stay down a bit longer to get more reps or what, but at, at some point in September, we'll get to see Daniel Johnson as well. I'm pretty confident about that. So for the second half of the show, uh, after the break, we'll come back and we're going to do some more minor league talk. Uh, We're going to start out at Lynchburg and uh, see if we have enough time, probably not to hit Akron, because I promised we'd get through all the affiliates this week. Uh, If everyone's paying attention to the news, there is a a big problem in baseball, apparently, with baseball players buying um, gas station um, mail enhancement. Just not knowing what's in that stuff, taking it, and then getting hit for PEDs. Um, if you're surprised the baseball players are doing that, don't. Um, these Sometimes anyone can have a fragile ego. Eagle? Uh, I've never heard of a fragile eagle. Fragile ego about that area. And uh, what baseball players should be doing instead of stopping at the gas station is going over to bluechew.com using our promo code locked on and getting uh, you know a name brand. Go get that blue chew. Uh, get some male enhancement that uh, it's going to hit your bloodstream quicker. It's going to help you quicker, and it's not going to have all that stuff in it that uh, that risks getting you suspended for PEDs. So yeah, I mean, baseball players should be using our deal. That's five bucks. Uh, You pay for the shipping. You get the free trial discreetly mailed to your door, discreetly mailed to wherever you may be visiting. You can have, uh, you know, same active ingredients. I've talked about them a lot. Bluechew.com. Use the promo code MLB. If you're a baseball player in particular in the major leagues, do it. Uh, You don't want to be suspended because you used gas station uh, mail enhancement and it got hit to be a performance enhancer as well. Okay, and we're back. Uh, I decided to have some fun with that ad read. So as I continue to check in on the game, hey, um, the Indians got a run. It, in the you know I'm, I'm paying attention to the podcast. So I miss Carlos Santana hitting a nearly 400-foot home run. Is that his 30th of the year? Let's, uh, let's double-check that. Um, yeah, it is. So Carlos Santana, 30 home runs, one of the top five offensive additions any team made this offseason, along with DJ Mayhew, uh, Nelson Cruz, Michael Brantley. Um, those are the four that really come to mind. But, yeah, he's up there in that grouping. So while uh, well, it's been great talking about that, let's discuss some Lynchburg. Um, Lynchburg is always the odd duck to me because they are the one minor league affiliate that isn't anywhere near the Indians. And that happens because, you know, some affiliate leagues just aren't near, um, you know, you can only get so many that have a hub that is remotely near Ohio. Uh, it's been an up and down season for them. Uh, they've had a, you know, some of the biggest names go through there. Um, some of the top prospects go through there. And I didn't realize that technically Tristan McKenzie is, uh, is on that roster. He's on the seven day disabled list, but it's interesting. He's not even listed on the Akron roster, um, that he's on the high a roster. That's, that's kind of surprising. Juan Carlos Mejia, one of those guys I talked about, he's already on the 40 man, but, um, I don't think he's done enough to maintain a spot. 
you go through that pitching staff. I mean, we'll look at some of the sets. Cody Morris was doing a nice job in in uh, A ball before on low A. You know, Gavin Collins and Mike Rivera were recent picks. Ty Freeman, in my opinion, is the number two prospect in this system. Uh, Will Benson's a big name, but we kind of talked about him yesterday. Steve Kwan is another guy who uh, really performed well at the start of the year, but uh, not as much late. It's, uh, you know, I will just jump over and just go right into the stats because, like I said, they had some really interesting performers, you know, Oscar Gonzalez and Nolan Jones, but those guys got promoted. And it really leaves us with a uh, eh, roster at this point. Um, you know, Mitch Reeves is the top hitter, and he's 24 years old in high A, so he's not a prospect. Uh, you go down the line, you know, uh, Tyler Freeman, again, really impressive. 323, 349, 418 slash. He's never going to be a power guy, but he's going to hit for relatively high average. He's going to get on base. And he's still playing shortstop, but you move him probably to second base long term, and he's going to be an on-base guy. Um, he's going to be a better Ernie Clement, a uh, better hit and a much better eye. Clement doesn't walk, and that's part of his problem uh, in terms of projecting his future. Maybe get lucky. Freeman gets a little stronger, packs on some muscle, gets to closer to average power. Either way, it's... Uh, it's a profile that uh, screams starter down the road at this point with Freeman, who, I mean, it's just impressive that he's as young as he is in Lynchburg playing as well as he is. Uh, we talked about Steve Kwan. You remember when he was hitting like 330 to start the year. He's down to 275. But he does walk 10% of the time, which is helping uh, raise his stuff up. Uh, the Indians are in a weird situation where when you look at uh, center field depth and system, Steve Kwan is legitimately one of the top three to four guys it's that is a definite weakness in the cleveland indian system and that's about it for hitters to talk about i mean you know yeah i talked about like gavin collins um he's been average this year as a 23 year old in high a uh, mike rivera has been below average but i mean he was always you know you kind of draft a mike rivera know that he is a fantastic defender and hope, oh, maybe he could turn into another Roberto Perez. That was Perez. He was all defense, no bat, and then eventually found some bat. Pitching-wise, um, again, you know, Adam Scott promoted. Uh, you go down the list. Uh, Eli Morgan promoted. It's a lot of guys who are currently on this roster um, have been average-ish or below. I mean, Justin Garza would be a guy you'd have to add to the Rule 5 if you um, were a big fan, but at 25 and an A-ball and being an average starter, you're not going to worry about that. Juan Hillman's never really come together the way people hoped. Um, I mean, I talked about Cody Morris being one of the more interesting pitching prospects here, and you know, he's still he's striking out nearly... 10 per game with a walk rate under three he's getting hit a lot but i mean he's still probably for my money the most interesting guy who's currently pitching there because uh you know there are those guys on the disabled list um but yeah i mean this is just a roster that has been shredded by promotions it's uh you know i like to do those like oh who are the top five prospects uh currently playing on this roster are the five most interesting prospects 
And you're like, okay, Freeman won. That's easy. Mm, um, yeah. What? No. It, I mean, it's to get to five is is pretty ugly. This is right now probably the least talented squad in the Indians minor leagues. If we're just gonna cut right through it and uh, be brutally honest, this is one that has the least amount of talent in the minors. Um, guys who are promoted just aren't producing. Guys who are still there are there because they didn't produce enough. So uh, Freeman is far and away the most interesting guy. For me at this point, Cody Morris is probably two. Just a big body uh, pitcher with some potential. Um, three is probably still Will Benson. I mean, the tools are there. You think maybe it could turn around. Kwan, Steve Kwan's probably my four. And... How has Aaron Pinto been? He was a guy I remember statistically I was keeping my eye on. Um, I mean, there's there's things to like in Aaron Pinto. So there we go, number five. Yeah, he was drafted a year ago, but uh, I, I, when you look at him, strikeout rate over nine, walk rate under three, low home run rate, low hit rate. He's not letting guys on base. But that's kind of what we're reduced to is me being like, oh, I remember I liked Aaron Pinto. Yeah, he's performing. That's kind of where we are. Um, not going to get to Akron, but let's just quickly talk about Oscar Gonzalez and his promotion to Akron. Um, it's been a struggle so far through 16 games. This isn't a surprise. His average was coming way back down. It was starting to really come down to earth before his promotion, and that minuscule walk rate was always going to make it difficult. Continue to watch him. There's, um, you know, He's a great story. There's really good power potential there. Um who knows, maybe he'll turn it around, but yeah, it's it's not been a huge surprise to see that level of performance since he's been promoted, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's brutal in in Lynchburg right now. I, I could not advise people to to go out there and put themselves through, uh, through that. Uh, you know, Akron, we'll get to them. Even Columbus are, are going to be a lot more fun to talk about from this point onward but yeah lynchburg is definitely um feeling a bit of a void right now i want to thank you all for listening for rating reviewing and for telling friends all of that helps us out as we continue to grow and the mets have tied it in the bottom of the 10th as i look back over now to see what's happening um <laughs> did brad hand do it again so Brad Hand came into pitch. Let's just do this. Let me. I want to make sure I follow the chain of events. So double sacrifice walk. Fielder's choice. Oh, gets the run across. And we have another single. So right now, J.D. Davis, who's been really effective for the Mets this year, is batting with two outs and a runner on first and second. Isn't Davis right-handed? I mean, maybe I'm wrong in this. Yeah, like it's, I don't know. So you got a guy who's hitting 312 with a 374 on base. Excellent. 15 home runs, really good. Getting his first extended chance to hit. And you got a closer who's really struggled of late, uh, who's left-handed, and you're leaving him in to face the hot right-hander. I mean, yes, it's, it's a... There are a decent chance for success 
but because I mean, baseball is essentially a game of failure. More often than not, the pitcher is going to find success, but this is not setting up Brad hand to be successful. And it's not setting up your team to be successful. Um, I mean, essentially he hasn't done anything positive hand has not done anything positive this inning. If you get right down to it, it's a double. The an out came by a sacrifice. The intentional walk. The ground out. So he does get an out, but they still tie the game up on that. Another single. And right now we're looking at a 2-2 count. So, I mean, A, I hate intentional walks. Um, and this wasn't the worst of them, whatever. Uh, but I really don't like and you know after being 0-2 he's now issued three straight balls um all close ones but it's just not setting yourself up to succeed that's been my argument against Tito throughout this year is he is uh he is constantly coaching himself into a corner and when he should leave a player in he takes him out when he should take him out he leaves him in um yeah, I mean, this is its a hard one to watch right now, Cleveland Indians fans. I am sorry. We're going to hope for the best. We're going to let you off here um, so you don't have to possibly relive the pain of this in the morning. Thank you for listening, and especially in tonight's game, let's go Tribe!